Hello, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome back to Endless Opinions. Back. I am your host, Hayden Brinkley. I'm your other host, Zach Bristol. And you guys know where to find us on Twitter, at Opinions Endless. Please, please go follow us. That will really let us know that you guys are staying engaged with us. Absolutely. And if uh, you're interested about our Instagrams, mine is ZBristolZ. And mine is at BrinkleyHayden0. Alrighty. So, uh, kind of interesting. Uh, this happened probably sometime last week. Uh, we, I'm surprised we haven't really talked about this. Thought we should have made an episode right away on it because this yeah, is something that we both kind of agree on for the most part. But uh, MLB just recently did a really, uh, really big thing. They removed marijuana from the list of drugs of abuse. And instead, they're just going to test for opioids, such as fentanyl, cocaine, synthetic THC, anything like that. Bad stuff, <laughs> pretty much. Oh, yeah, uh, yes. Yeah. The, the hard shit, as yeah, what so other awesome people would say. That. It's so cool because it's been a big thing in football for a while where like they're trying to get it changed to where the players are able to smoke marijuana legally and still, you know, not be uh, suspended for anything for, you know, failing a piss test because, I mean, the shit helps with so much. Like, those guys are constantly abusing their bodies, taking it to the the farthest limits they could possibly go with their endurance and their strength and getting hit really hard all the time and just all the, the injuries and inflammation and recovery and marijuana helps so much with all that shit just like taking away some of that pain and just clearing your mind from all the stress and it's a it's a big thing that i mean i hope it continues to like become legalized in more and more sports and just more and more throughout the country in general just everywhere but for the mlb to do that is a huge thing dude it's so big it's awesome i'm sure the players are fucking ecstatic for the ones who already do smoke they don't have to hide it anymore take any detoxes or have to go clean before they know they're gonna have a piss test they don't even have to worry about it anymore it's, it's a really cool thing i was i was actually blown back by this when i saw it just because i this was the probably one of the last sports that i would think they would do it okay maybe not the last but this is a sport that i did not think that they would do it right away if you think about it mlb if i am correct they have 162 games so it's it's triple digit games for sure. And that's a lot of stress for players who are constantly on the road getting from an airplane to the place that they need to go to, to playing, to practicing, to throwing, to properly taking care of your body, eating, recovering. It's, I mean, it's a very stressful time to be around that baseball season. So I, I don't see an issue with them using after or I'd say even maybe a few hours before, just kind of clear their mind, let them reset and kind of feel comfortable. Absolutely. I definitely don't agree with them using during the game. That's no. that's where I would draw no. the line 100%. But I think at some point after the game, I would say, okay, then, you know, it's, it's okay to use at that point. Uh, I don't really see an issue as long as it's not being used during the game, which obviously they won't. And I don't know how they'll figure it out, a system to where well, they'll be able to tell right away if a player is using during the game or not. Uh, I'm sure they will. They'll figure something out. I mean, for them to cancel that off the list, that's a huge thing. So they, they've got to be having some kind of precautions with that. I'm going to actually uh, debate you a little bit on there. Ooh, let's hear this. What, do you, what would be your reasoning behind why you think 
it shouldn't be allowed for players to use during a game. I mean, if you smoke regularly, I mean, you know how it kind of slows you down. And you think about it, those pitches are coming at you really fast. So you got to be mentally sharp when you're batting. And especially if you're in the outfield, you got to be prepared for anything. I mean, you don't know. Balls are coming at you 90 plus miles an hour. So you have to be aware. And if you're not, I mean, you get hit in the head with a baseball, you crack your head, you you break your nose, you you fracture something on in your eye or something. You know, that's that's a dangerous thing to kind of come across. So I think during the game, that's where I would draw the line. I, I don't know if you if you thought of anything else, you know, where it would be okay to use during the game. So it's is how would you counteract with that? I mean, so at least in my experience, um, and we've talked about the marijuana guide for dummies, our one of our previous episodes where we talked a lot about marijuana. So if that that's something one. you're interested in and you haven't heard it yet, you should definitely go back and listen to it. It's a great episode. Anyways, <laughs> um, so yeah, I mean, for me personally, I don't think marijuana is something that you should use when you're trying to learn a new skill. I've, I've talked about this before. I think when you need to be really focused on something and trying to take in information, I don't think marijuana is the best thing because it will kind of throw your mind in other directions. And, you know, say if someone's trying to explain something to you, you might be listening at first, but then, you know, maybe while they're explaining, they say a word that sounds funny to you. And then you start thinking about that word and then you start thinking about how words are created. And then you see a bird outside and you start looking at that. And next thing you know, the guy's done talking and you didn't even hear the rest of what he was saying. So I don't know. I don't. I wouldn't say it's the best best thing to use when you're trying to learn a new skill because it does just kind of throw off your attention span a little bit. But uh, as I've you know kind of talked about before, I think it's a great thing for doing something that you already know how to do. For instance, I used to work a warehouse job. Uh, I'm not going to name the company, but I, I used to work in a warehouse, pretty much loading up boxes off of an assembly line into semi trucks, just stacking up boxes. Obviously, it's pretty common sense. You pick up the box, you take it over there, you set it down, repeat until the truck is full. So once I was, you know, very comfortable at that job, I knew exactly what I was doing. Uh, I definitely wasn't supposed to be doing this, but I did. I, I would sometimes go on go on break and, you know, smoke a little bit. And when I went back into work, I, I felt like I even went faster than I normally would when I was sober because work was just, it was more interesting to me. I found better ways to look at it other than, ah, fuck, like what time is it? I want to go home, like get this shit over with already. Instead of doing that, I was just in there, you know, thinking like, let's go. Like I'm, I'm in a good mood now. I'm, instead of it just being stacking boxes, it turned into like Tetris for me. I don't know. It was, it was more fun. Like I was stacking boxes, like trying to get them stacked the best way I possibly could with all the different shape boxes. And like, it just made me, I don't know, more focused, more in tune. I stayed on task a little bit better. And I just, I felt like I was doing my job probably a little bit better uh, than normally. And another thing is you've heard a bunch about this. A lot of jujitsu guys smoke before they roll, before they train. Yeah. You look at uh, Nate Diaz. He's the prime example. He's used CBD and THC products. Any of those guys. I mean, Nate Diaz is very open about it too. He he did it at the, at his workout. It was his workout. I I thought it was a way in, but yeah, it's, it was a joint right before. Yeah. And still, you know, when there kicks ass, you know, so. In which that sport, I completely understand. You're taking a extreme toll on your body, getting hit like none other like no oh, yeah. one else I mean, that's your job is to go fuck up people and to get fucked up that's mm-hmm. just that's what you do to the average person that's i mean i couldn't imagine the pain and the stress that those guys endure even after a fight i would say because yeah. maybe during the fight you're you're hyped on adrenaline you're you're in a, a small arena with 
thousands of people there and you're probably just hyped on adrenaline. You don't even think about dude. it. But after, you're probably sore as hell, dude. Kind of go off on a, a little bit of a tangent, not not quite about what we're talking about. But and I know you've listened to this podcast. It's one of my absolute favorite podcast episodes of anyone's podcast ever. It's Joe Rogan. I can't remember the, the number of the episode, but it's Matthew Walker. He's a sleep expert. Yes. Fucking genius. Great. If great you haven't episode. listened to that, I, it, that's one podcast, not just like a, a podcast, but an episode of a podcast that changed my life. Ever since I listened to that episode, I take sleep so much more seriously because this guy just lays it out in the best terms you could possibly think of it just explains to you how detrimental it is to not be able to get sleep and if you're not getting at least seven to nine hours of sleep if you get even six and a half hours of sleep you perform worse mentally and physically a big thing that i was thinking about is they always talk about fighters don't sleep the night before a fight because they're so fucking anxious they can't they just can't sleep and they're you know they're dropping all this weight super fast pretty much just destroying their bodies they they don't ever feel good when they're going into a fight because their body's just so dehydrated and so exhausted on top of that they're not getting the sleep that they need so how do these guys go in there for 10 rounds when they're on two hours of sleep and they drop all that weight is just beyond me because if if a fighter found a way if they found a way to just and I'm sure there's some people that do it that just get put to sleep somehow. They'll have doctors give them some kind of medicine that makes them go to sleep the night before a fight. But man, like if you're going in there with two hours of sleep, just exhausted like that, imagine how much better the fights would be if these guys were well rested, like at the top of their game. I feel like we'd see more deaths in the sport if everyone was always like at their <laughs> oh my god. Because dude, I mean, you see people get so close to dying sometimes in these things. So you would be talking about using the night before it like that's acceptable at that point to use before a main event like that just to get that proper sleep and be well rested for the next day. So yeah, that leads up to my point. I'm sure not only fighters before their fights, but football players, baseball players, any kind of athlete. Real quick, I'm going to add on to that. Yeah. Percy Harvin personally came out and said that he was high every single game. Yeah. In which, to your point that I do agree with, it was probably more natural to him because he had been doing that his whole entire life. Football was the only thing he knew. So he, his body probably it knew what to do. He knew he had to do something. He couldn't just keep going the way he was going. Exactly. So at that point, I understand it, it almost was just a, like a brain command. Yeah. Uh, it, it, it was just a matter of movements and he knew what to do so he could function well off of absolutely when it's second nature when it's second nature you get high and then it breaks like you said earlier it kind of slows everything down so it kind of gives you an extra split second to evaluate your surroundings and to see oh this guy's looking that way he's gonna fake the he faked the ball that way and now he's running this way like you kind of just see it like from a different perspective a little bit slower and it could give you a, a little bit of an edge when you know reacting to something like that and I know that kind of can counter, like, oh, if, if it slows everything down, you're going to have worse reactions because you're slowed down. But I don't personally think weed slows you down at all. I think it slows down your perception of time and not you. It slows down your perception of things, not your body. It doesn't make you physically move slower, <laughs> but it feels like you're going in slow motion. Yeah, yeah. That's that's a good way to put it. So, for uh, example, I don't I think you know, elaborate safe, on that. Uh, a 90 mile an hour fastball is coming at you. I don't think you're going to react slower to that because you're high. Because, I mean, I can't say that I have stood on the opposite end of a bat with a 90 mile an hour fastball coming my way while I'm high. Nor have I done that while I'm sober. But I can 
speak to what I know. And something as simple as when I'm playing Mortal Kombat, I've, I've talked about how I love Mortal Kombat. I play that game all the time. It requires very good reactions if you, you know, you're going to be a, a good player. you got to have real good reactions. I smoke and play that game all the time, dude. I do just fine. It doesn't make me worse. I don't feel like... I wouldn't say it makes me better, but I can react to shit just as good when I'm high. I think you would kind of have to take it by a person-by-person -person basis because, again, it does affect everybody in different ways. So I can't say that weed does this to you and that's what weed does. So expect that if you ever smoke because it does affect different people in different ways. And some people it might slow down the perception of time. Some people it might just throw off your whole attention span and maybe you're throwing a 70 mile or someone's throwing a 90 mile an hour fastball and you're like, whoo. Like looking off to the side, <laughs> looking at a, a butterfly, and the next thing you know, you get pegged in the face by a ball. It could happen to people. It could, but also, that kind of shit can happen when you're sober, too. You know, weed isn't going to be the only way someone's going to get in the hit in the face with a ball. Shit, so is a bad pitch. So, sports are dangerous. I feel like you kind of have to take that with a grain of salt. Because, you know, any sport you do nowadays, it's there's going to be some sort of danger to it. Something like baseball is, of course, a lot more safe than something like football or rugby. But... I don't know. I feel like if, if it is beneficial to you, you feel like, then I think you should be allowed to do it because I don't personally think that it gives you any sort of edge over the competition. It can maybe make you your back feel better, but it's not going to make you run faster. It's not going to make you jump higher. So I don't know. I, me personally, I think there really shouldn't be too much of an issue if someone wants to smoke a little weed before a baseball game, before a football game, before anything like that. Because again, it's not... Like you're taking some sort of steroid that's going to make you have a, a physical edge over the competition, give you a better chance to win. It's just going to make the whole experience just better for you, possibly more withstandable, I guess is the word. I do hate you because you did take my point about <laughs> how it varies from person to person. Right. That's exactly what I was going to bring up. I mean, I could I could tell you countless times where I played football high and yeah. for me, I didn't play as well as I should have and maybe it's just because it's my own doing maybe I was thinking too much I was like damn like I feel like I'm just really slow right now which I guess to a normal person who uses regularly I feel like it's it's okay because that's probably they've probably done it several times it, at practice sure. anything like that so from that perspective I do understand saying, another thing I wanted to go back on though uh, real quick is when you were talking about you smoked while playing football before. One thing you also have to kind of take into consideration is what kind of weed were you smoking? Was it an indica? Was it a sativa? Was it a hybrid? Was it an indica dominant hybrid? Was it a sativa dominant hybrid? Like how, was how much CBD was in it? All sorts of how what was the THC level? There's all sorts of different factors because different strains of weed make you feel all sorts of different ways. So maybe the times you did play football, it wasn't particularly the best strains for a, a physical activity. Maybe it was something more for kind of relaxing or taking it easy or being creative. You can't just judge an ex a certain experience. Oh, I did this once while I was high and I didn't like it. And then never try that again because, again, there's so many different strains of weed now. There's just thousands and thousands and thousands of different kinds that can make you feel different ways. And they're not drastic. Weed feels like weed for the most part. You know when, when you're high off of weed, you know it's weed. You know you're not going to smoke one strain and then feel that high and then smoke a different strain and be like, this is completely different. Like, this isn't even the same thing. It is the same thing. It's still your high. Some of them give you more energy. Some of them make you more creative. Some of them make you want to lay down and take a nap. Some of them make you really hungry. Some of them relieve your anxiety. Some relieve your stress. There's different strains for all sorts of different things. So I'm not saying, again, that you for sure, there's a strain out there for you that would make you a better football player, that would make you enjoy football more, or that you could just simply smoke and just be able to play the game no better or no worse. But it is definitely something to take into consideration.
You are right. I think the times that I did use and play football at the time, uh, I believe I was, I want to say the stream was a hybrid and I, I couldn't tell you if it was sativa dominant or indica. Yeah. So it, you're right. It probably could have slowed me down some and, you know, made me more tired. It could have had something to do with that. Yeah. Uh, so also it could have been a high energy sativa and you just, it just isn't for you. Yeah. But I mean, again, you never know until you really, really try and make sure, you know, you know what you're doing. You're trying, okay, I'm going to try this strain and I'm going to play, do this sport, see how that works. Uh, that didn't work. So I'm going to try a different strain. If you're willing to do that, then that could work for you. I do believe though, that this is a pretty good stepping stone for at least marijuana. I think people are starting to realize it's it's not as evil as it as a lot of people made it seem back in the late 90s, early 2000s, I would say. Not that I would have known because I was too young, but I mean, looking back at it, people demonize the shit out of it. I mean, people are like, this is a horrible drug. It'll wreck your lives. I like, found out how that all started. How that? It was uh, paper companies. They were trying to ban hemp. They wanted everyone to think hemp was this awful, awful plant because hemp is the most amazing plant ever. You can make paper. There's so much hemp available. It's, it's a crop. You can just grow it. So there's infinite hemp pretty much. Unlike something like trees where it's a limited resource. Yeah, we can, of course, we can plant trees, but it's a lot easier to grow a field of, of hemp plants than it is to plant, you know, all these trees. So with all the deforestation and everything happened with paper and just companies, you know, chopping down millions of trees, if you use hemp, the paper is way stronger, way more durable, and it can be used for a million other things other than paper. It can be used for clothes and shoes and pretty much anything you think. It, and it's weed. You know, you can get super high from it. There's CBD in it. It's a very, very healthy thing. It can help you with a lot of different problems. And these paper companies, you know, hemp was brought over here and they were like, oh shit, if this gets big... Our companies are going under. They won't eat paper anymore. So they demonized it. They made it this awful thing that uh, that Mexicans were doing at the time because that's how it was first introduced to America was through Mexico. And again, I'm, I'm a monkey. I'm not smart at all. So if I'm saying some factually incorrect shit, that, then I, I apologize. Definitely do your own research. Then attack them. not a genius. Attack them on Twitter. <laughs> yeah, cancel me. But um, anyways, yeah, so they were demonizing this plant just because they didn't want it to replace paper. So that's they, they so they started putting in the newspaper this oh these illegal Mexican immigrants are coming over bringing this awful drug that is making people's eyes bleed and making them kill people and do all sorts of crazy things and just that back in the day there was no social media there was no internet so you just had to go off what the newspaper said was facts it doesn't matter who wrote it that's that's you know that's going out to everybody so that's facts so people just believed it and you know before you knew it the whole country believed it and now they're raising a whole another two three generations of kids and all their parents are telling them that this evil awful drug marijuana it's a it's a terrible thing and that's how it all started and it took forever, and then especially when, of course, there was marijuana advocates way before internet and social media, Tommy Chong, for example. But now that, you know, social media is so prevalent and the internet is just huge and widely available to pretty much everybody, we get to do our own research and see behind the bullshit, see how it all actually started. So it's just crazy to think, though, that these rich motherfuckers that didn't want hemp to replace paper are the reason that this wonderful drug is outlawed for the most part in the country still and in the world. Now, I do think, uh, not to counter your point or argue with it, but I do believe that there's still people that who need to not use it at all just because the, they just go crazy when they're on it. Maybe it's not for them particularly, but for the most part, I mean, I, I you know, I don't use anymore, but I right. still... You understand. 
I understand. Yeah, you're for right. The people who do use it, you're not saying like, I don't think this is a good drug. You're saying all you're saying is this isn't a good drug for me. Yes. But that's, you respect that's people who do use it. Just like with anything, politics, religion, <laughs> like I may not agree with supporting that person or following this religion. I may not do it myself, but I see why you would. I can see. So here's how I'd put it. I can see how it would be beneficial for other people. For people who have the same characteristics as I do, I can see why it doesn't particularly right. pertain to them. That'd be the way how I'd explain it. Because yeah. I, as, as I mentioned in uh, Marijuana Guide for Dummies, I'm a very hyperactive person. I don't really like to be sitting around and, you know, I, I got to be doing something at all times. So that's really, you know, my stance. I'm not saying it's a bad thing. You know, I, I understand. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. Right. So, well, I think the, I think we're about to wrap this up. Yeah. So for our final thoughts, I actually want to go to the people for this. You guys should tweet at us or just send us a message on Instagram or on our Twitter page. Yeah. And let us know what you think about this, because I'm actually intrigued to hear different perspectives. I want to see if someone debates this and we could even bring it up at some point and and then we'll segue off to whatever we talk about for that day. But I want to. I'm genuinely interested to hear other people's opinions on this. So I, I agree. Absolutely. Yeah. For who, whoever's listening to this, if again, our Twitter is at opinions endless. If you just go, you don't even have to follow us. I don't really give a shit. Just go on there and send us a message and let us know, you know, if there's any points from any of the episodes where we've said something that you disagree with and you want to give your two cents and Maybe we'll look over it in a future episode and respond to some of the disagreements, some different debates. Um, also, feel free to you know send us some topic ideas, something that you saw in the news, um, something that you're interested to hear someone else's perspective on, and maybe we'll take a stab at it. You know, whoever sends us you know some good ones that we you know intrigues us and that we find some sort of interest in, we'll definitely you know do that in uh, in the future. Just go through and kind of respond to some questions and some hot takes and uh, delve into some topics that you guys want to hear. So definitely at opinions endless, send us some, send us some DMS or, uh, you know, again, my uh, Instagram is at Z Bristol Z and you can find Hayden at Brinkley Hayden zero. Send us a message on there. If you'd rather do that or for the people who already know us in real life, uh, if you, you know, you have our Snapchat, you have our number, send us something, give us some ideas. I mean, I couldn't say that any better. So yeah, yeah brother. So I ladies think, and uh, gentlemen, I think that's it. Yes, that is it. I know it's a pretty pretty short episode, but you know, I just want to get straight to the point. No no bullshit, no nothing. So that is how we do it. All right, ladies. See you next week.